Yeah, I feel like I'm at Poly Pavilion. <laughs> Welcome to the Student Manager. It's Fonger News, episode number 55. And with me, my gosh, Kels, I've known you for a while now. I have Kelsey Campo, modern day graduate of 18. And Jake Kyman, San Margarita graduate of class of 19. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. It's going good. Everything's been great around us. Uh, just having a good time. Yeah, especially during this COVID crazy era, right? Probably like none other. Jake, I think I was at the last, my last basketball game. And Kelsey, you know, I go to every sporting event. Was the UCLA Arizona game mm -hmm. uh, back last year. And who knew that the Pac-12 tournament was going to get canceled. And Kelsey's whole volleyball season is going to be canceled. But now we're back at it. So the last year, I mean, just explain high level uh, what it's been like. Uh, it's really been crazy. I mean, it was kind of at a flip of, flip of the switch where everything was shut down. Uh, it, was, it was not like a gradual, you know, like, oh, we're going to start closing things. It was just, oh, season's over. You're done. We're like, in we were in Vegas. That's right. We were literally getting ready to play a game that day. We woke up at like nine in the morning. The night before is when they canceled the NBA with the whole Rudy Gobert situation. And then we wake up and Pac-12 releases a statement like um, the tournament's canceled. And then later, like an hour later, they released the NCAA tournament was going to be canceled. And then we just, everyone kind of was just quiet. We didn't know what to do. Like we couldn't do anything really. So we just got on a plane, flew home and that was it. Called our quits. Yeah. I, I, and I remember that. And, and here we are, Kels, you're about to start. It's weird because we're in the winter time and the Pac-12 volleyball season is going to start shortly, correct? Yeah. So typically we start in August. I would say like practice mm -hmm. wise and then start games in the end of August. And we thought things were going to be fine. Um, the SEC played in the fall. The Big 12 played in the fall, but the Big 10 didn't play. Pac-12 didn't play. And so now everybody is starting fresh in um, the, the next week, actually. Right. And then the NCAA tournament for volleyball will be sometime in April, I believe. Yeah, it's definitely going to be different. And I want to reset because obviously my podcast is to help high school students and parents with the whole college search and admission process. I'm excited that you two are here because it's going to be a different podcast. We're going to go in a lot of different directions because A, your students, student athletes playing at UCLA, Kelsey Volleyball, Jake Basketball, uh, followed your high school career and definitely following you now. Uh, we're going to give our listeners and our audience a different feel because UCLA, it's a Everyone wants that sweatshirt brand, especially here in Southern California. It's 14% acceptance rate to get in. So there's different routes to get into. So let's kind of jump right into it because people that are listening, they're saying, well, shit, how do I get into UCLA? Well, you got Jake Kyman, who's playing basketball, who was a standout at Santa Margarita. And then Kelsey, your route played volleyball for my boy, Dan O'Dell, right? <laughs> and, and, and had an amazing career, but your route a little bit different to UCLA. And I remember we talked about this uh, when you're in high school. I'm like, talk to me. I think it was your sophomore year. Uh, explain that route because you're a preferred walk-on for volleyball at UCLA, correct? Yes, I am. Um, so I still got recruited just like anybody else. Um, so summer between my sophomore and junior year of high school, I went to the UCLA camp and I'd been in prior contact with them and they basically said they would be making a decision based on 
everyone's performance at camp. So it was me and a couple other DS liberos. And literally before leaving camp, they pulled me aside um, and offered me a spot on the team. Um, at that point, they weren't sure about money, but all we knew would be a preferred walk-on um, at that point. And volleyball, that's like more common than like other sports. So I was kind of expecting it. Took me two days to decide to call him back, even though I already knew what my decision no was going to be. Um, but he told me to take some time. Um, so Slow I actually, <laughs> I actually called him back in the modern day parking lot before uh, the modern day volleyball camp like started in the morning. I mm-hmm. called him back in the car. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much. I still got recruited, and all of the rest is still the same um, when it came to like ACT score, like all of that stuff. Like they still helped me like get into the school just like they would someone on scholarship. You know what? I want to get into that because that's a question I want to ask because I talked to a lot of student athletes. Uh, you know, some are going to Stanford, Washington, uh, football, uh, basketball. And, and you have to have a specific, being a student athlete, you have to have a specific ACT, SAT. So uh, Kelsey, for volleyball, what was it to get into UCLA? Do you remember? I want to say it was a 23, 24. Um, I only took it once. Uh, I think I got a 27 or 28. Um, and in high school, I took a bunch of honors classes, like my freshman, sophomore year, even my junior year, um, because at that point, like, I just wasn't sure what was going to happen. Um, but, yeah, I want to say that it was like a 23 or 24. It, Jake, what about – and Alford recruited you, Correct. Yeah, Alford recruited me, yeah. That's Coach Steve Alford, mm-hmm. uh, who's now at Nevada, Reno. But what was the requirements that Coach Alford said to you? Um, there wasn't really a requirement. Uh, I had pretty good grades in high school, so my GPA was pretty decent, like above a three. And so I got, a, I got like a 25 or 26 on the ACT, but I think their goal was just to have me above 20 or something like that. Just, you know, just being a good student, someone all around, but it didn't have to be perfect. Pretty have, high. Like, if your GPA is good too in high school, I feel like that's not necessarily necessarily something that they're super stressed out about. So, I think that plays a role too because it, it like balances each other. Right, and they look at the rigor too. I mm-hmm. I, I, I tell students this and student athletes, but th- for those parents out there that think their kid is like going to college and playing D one, you know, there's. Th- it, it may not happen because obviously they got maybe have the parent goggles on, right? And and to go to UCLA, I mean, think about it. There's like Julia's friends and uh, other modern day friends that we know, right? My daughter's friends that try and get into UCLA. They're getting rejected at like 31, 32 ACT. So you realize how special you yeah. guys have it at UCLA. Definitely. And, and let's get into that because I want to say, you know, you picked... Of course, my wife, Maria, went to UCLA, (laughs) proud Bruin alumni. We have our season tickets to football games, although we didn't have to pay this year. Because because no one could go anyway. No one can go. I'm like, yes, we didn't have to pay. But obviously, they just extended our our agreement one more year. Just took a year off. Yeah, just took a 20-second time out, right? But uh, if it, UCLA, let's look at that. Why UCLA, Kelsey? Um, I mean, you kind of said it before, like, it's just such an amazing school academically athletically there's so much tradition um I think I mean I made my decision when I was so young 
that I think it would have been hard for me. It's hard for me to say why at that moment, other than it's like, wow, it's UCLA. But me now, what is this, like almost six years later, mm-hmm. I wouldn't change it for the world. There's, I've learned so much being at UCLA, and I just am grateful for what it's going to do for my future and the opportunities that I'll have just by being an, an alumni. I think that that's a big reason why too. Jake, when was your decision when you were getting recruited? I mean, was it UCLA always recruiting you? What other schools and then why UCLA? Um, so UCLA was always talking to me, but they were never really like like talking to me like every day. Like some schools are always like really invested and interested in you. Uh, UCLA was, they were, they were talking to me, but it wasn't often and it w- didn't get till around I committed my end of like May of junior, junior year. year. Yeah. May of junior year. So it wasn't till like a few, like probably like six months to a year before that, where they were really talking to me. So before that I had a bunch of other schools. So I've always wanted to go there though. That was always been my dream school. Uh, my mom went there, won a national championship there in 91, uh, playing women's volleyball. So just having to be around there a bunch after with alumni dinners and you know whatever the reunion stuff with things i've just always been up there and mm-hmm. then basketball being my dream me and my dad would just go watch games as well so when they finally offered me um i took i took like a month i want to say but i realized i was like there's like why am i taking a month like it's ucla like there's so much stuff that comes with that not only the the just the valid the validity or the validity of the uh, school itself with you know how big their sports are uh they're always top in the country with every single sport i mean how many national what are we 111 national championships no i think it's 118 oh shit yeah all right 118 yeah it's crazy who's gonna get 119 uh that's we're gonna be finishing the season close yeah we're gonna be finishing around the same time so we'll see hopefully both of us but uh yeah, so the school itself, obviously, I mean, for sports is ridiculous. Um, every team's the greatest team, um, usually. And then on the academic side, there's nowhere you can go wrong. Um, you know, you're gonna be, you're gonna be in an area where you're gonna know a lot of people who are gonna create the newest app or, you know, be the next Bill Gates or whatever. So it's just insane where you're gonna meet new people and the alumni you're always going to be connected to whatever's next. I think with the academics too, it's definitely a challenge. Like I understand why it's so hard to get in. Um, You talk to people that go to other schools and it's just not as um, rigorous. We're also on the quarter system. Right. You um, can't mess up. Which, yeah, you have, (laughs) it's only 10 weeks for a quarter. Um, so even though like we're only taking three classes as opposed to someone in the semesters that takes five, maybe, um, it is not a lot of time to make up, uh, which is definitely challenging being an athlete because time management is probably the most difficult part. It, yes, but also being a student athlete. And I remember, hello, then my podcast is called The Student Manager. We had the academic advisor and counselor. Mm-hmm. How important is that? And what do you take advantage of that? I definitely do. I'm really close with my academic advisor. Um, And even if it's not necessarily for like 
strictly like switching classes and stuff. I think it's really nice to have that resource. Um, so usually they're responsible for setting up, like helping you, you're still doing it yourself, but setting up your classes, um, creating a degree plan um, that maps out what classes you have to take each quarter to graduate in a certain time. So like for me, I'm actually graduating in December, so it's two quarters early. So Damn. I've been working a lot with my academic advisor um, in figuring out which type of class, how many units, all that kind of stuff. So I definitely couldn't do that on my own. So I definitely think it's a really incredible resource that we have. Um, and I don't, I try really hard not to take advantage of it. And Jake, you're, you're in the season right now. So I remember on the road, we had our academic counselor sometimes be mm. on the road with us and study hall at the hotel, taking classes, taking tests and just leveraging and using that. Um, yeah, it's definitely a thing that you want to, you know, take part in and, you know, have a mindset where you want to come to get better because you you could easily fall behind with basketball and, you know, missing class and due dates. And it just gets a lot of wrapped up in your head of when things happen. So taking advantage of that time to plan out and organize what you have for that week, what's going on for the next week. Um, let me get this work done to turn it in. So it's really important that you take that time and use your academic advisor and counselors to the best of your ability. What's the biggest thing you've probably learned at UCLA taking away that you can tell maybe a parent listening to or a student, regardless, student or student athlete? Uh, that you've taken away at UCLA through this whole experience in your Kelsey or third year and Jake, your second year? In terms of like academics? Overall, what? academics, personally? Um, I think that college is definitely a time of a lot of like change um, within yourself. I think I've learned more about myself in the last two and a half years than I did in the 18 years prior. Um, I don't know. That's such a hard question because there's so many different things. Like, What's the biggest thing you learned about yourself? I think that you have to, in order for people to see your value, you have to value yourself and you have to put yourself first sometimes. I think it's really easy to Especially, I mean, being on a team, I guess, when you're young and you're an underclassman, it's really easy for people to not necessarily walk all over you, but to kind of just like go with the flow. And I think I've really come into like who I am. Um, and I live alone right now. I live in a studio apartment by myself. I think that's been, I think surrounding yourself with people is a huge, like people that you want to like emulate a little bit. Right. So picking and choosing who you surround yourself with is a definitely one of the biggest lessons that I've learned because at the end of the day, you kind of, you are who you spend time with. So I think that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned too. So, so, so during this whole COVID, I mean, explain, talk to my audience followers. Are you getting tested like every single day? Mm -hmm. Every morning, got to put the swab up my nose and send her away <laughs> yeah all but, the way to the, the noggin but, but and you have the antibodies right jake yeah so i got it in we got it together when did we get june. it june so we got it in june and then 
obviously now testing every day for practice and whatnot. It's crazy uh, out there. I mean, there's I look at the schedule every single day, and my alma mater, you're supposed to play Long Beach State. I was all ready to follow that game. Mm-hmm. Munson texts nice. me, yeah, uh, December 15th, yeah. and then or November 30th, then December 15th. I'm like, oh, there goes Long Beach State's chance. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you guys were out with two of your best players because uh, the tra- like JJ, right? They they weren't tra- they weren't ready to play or weren't yeah. eligible. Um, are you talking about the second time? Yeah, I think it was the first time. First that, time. Uh, the first time. Jay Hill and Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny, Johnny and Jay Hill were hurt. Uh, we're supposed to play him the first time. So I'm at my apartment. We're just getting ready. Like, we're probably 20 minutes from leaving to go back to the gym. Yeah. Start getting ready. And one of my teammates who's already there FaceTimes us. He's like, yo, game's canceled. I was like, what? Like, what do you mean game's canceled? They're like, one of the guys says has tested positive on the other team and we're like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, and and Long Beach State was on the flipping bus. They were ready to go. (laughs) Meanwhile, I had just spent two and a half hours trying to get the Pac-12 network to work on the TV (laughs) for the, to watch the game and we finally get it to work and not five minutes later, they're like, oh, we're not playing (laughs) after all of that (laughs) work. Jake, I have have a question because I'm watching these games And I hate the piped-in music or the piped-in noise crowd. How is it playing with no fans? It's definitely different, but I it shows the real, like, real realness about a team because people can play off the fans, people get going in crowds, but it shows you who the real teams are, though, which is which is hmm. kind of it's kind of nice to see now because if you play at home or away. You still still do to have that home home advantage factor, but it's not the same. Right. Like you really have to come out and play as a team, play together more. You can't play off the crowd, you know, the the energy. So it's it's kind of nice to see, but it's also crazy. It's like a practice. Yeah, it feels like a scrimmage right? sometimes. Like there's sometimes I'm on the sideline, there's literally nothing behind me. All you hear is people talking and the squeaks of the floor. So it's kind of weird. It feels like a scrimmage, but but we're wearing our jerseys and everything. Right, and it counts, and you have... What I enjoy, like, I love... Obviously, my daughter goes to Wisconsin. I watch, like, every single Wisco game, and you can hear, like, that's what I... I don't really follow the ball, right? Mm-hmm. I look at, like, the the screens and the ball movement yeah. and, like, who's coming off picks, and I can hear, like, the coaches talking, interaction. That's what you hear a lot that yeah. most people don't get to listen to, mm-hmm. you know? Um, let's talk about UCLA itself, because I've been on the campus many times. Uh, let's just start with the Bruin Walk or the quad, right? And I'm just visually picturing it right now. And I don't know how it is on campus. Very social. <laughs> right? So yeah. when you're walking there, because I'm going to let you talk, because I, I think of, I, I already visualized what I'm about to say. When you're walking, like, what is it like at the quad, Royce Hall, Bruin Walk, walking to class? Okay, so there's <laughs> a particular section of Bruin Walk that is where you first start going up the hills to get to the classrooms right next to the student store. Okay. And on any given day, any hour of the day, it is lined with people on either side handing out flyers. <laughs> the flyers, and yep. <laughs> you just don't know whether you're supposed to grab one, whether you're supposed to just keep walking. If you're not wearing headphones, then you get yourself into a conversation and it's like you have to find these alternate routes to get around this if you don't have time for it so it is a little weird right now i'm not gonna lie like walking around campus and not having that <laughs> jake yeah there are some times where like i'm taking the long way to class i don't care 
because I'm not getting interrupted and like disturb my peace through every single one of these people. And there's sometimes where I just feel like a mean person not taking one, but really I'm just like trying to get to class and like I don't want to hear what these people have to say. So do you leave a little, hello, <laughs> like five minutes, 10 minutes in advance? Sometimes I do, yeah. Talk to the hand, the face is on a break? Yeah. Like, right? Or most of the times I just wear my, my earphones and I just listen to music and just keep my head down and just <laughs> walk through it. Are, a phone, do you, are, are you guys ever phone zombies? I do. I actually did that one time through, <laughs> through. I didn't have earphones and I was like, oh, I got to walk through this. I don't want to get bombarded. So I just put my phone... I put my phone up to my head. Like, obviously I'm not on a call and I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there tomorrow around like this time. Like just saying random words, whatever came to my mind. You're smart. So you're learning this now as you become a parent and an adult. Okay. Cause I'll pick up kids at school and you just don't want to see somebody. I still do that today. Oh yeah. All right. Like, Hey, 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 yeah, yeah. Like, cause you just don't want to be interrupted. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, that's crazy. Okay. So did you live in the dorms? Who, who, uh, we both lived in the dorms our first which, year, which, which dorm Hendrickson by chance or I lived in Dnev my okay. freshman year. Okay. Um, which is like the closest to Bruin walk. Okay. There's a couple buildings in Dnev. It was Dnev Acacia. Um, and there's, there was a, actually a dining hall in the bottom floor, which was nice. Um, and then I lived with a softball player, Kelly Gooden, actually, oh, yeah, yeah. who graduated from Otter Day with me. Um, and then two of my teammates also lived on my floor, and they both lived with softball players, too. So let's talk about just that student life, because obviously, I mean, Julia just went back to school, but she went up to UCLA twice already, uh, hung out with uh, a preferred walk-on for football and just all her friends. But it has to be a little different. So explain like for the people that are thinking, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go play college sports. I want to whatever team they're going to be on. How are, are you, you're getting a complete different experience, but do you feel, talk to me about that experience because it's not the traditional student experience at UCLA. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. I mean, you're not, you're doing less as in terms of schoolwork because most kids are taking sometimes four or five classes a quarter, but you're only taking three. Some people take more if they want to get like ahead, but the minimum is three for athletes. So there's a little less school, but you're still doing a ton of workouts, practice with your team and stuff. There's, for me, my usual schedule without COVID would be wake up around seven, go to the facility, um, eat breakfast, uh, weightlifting and practice, after that shower, go to class, whether I have one or two or whatever that may be. And then if I wanted to get up extra shots, I'd do that after that or go work out or something. But then I'd come back, it'd be around like seven-ish or so, eight-ish, do any homework I have and then hang out. So it's kind of a long day, but it's on repeat. So you got to kind of be ready and be mentally and physically prepared every day. There are some days where you're Oh, like this is so tiring, but you gotta, you gotta love it and love the grind. Yeah. I don't, I think that if you're not hundred percent about it, it's really hard. It's definitely taxing, um, a lot more mentally and emotionally taxing than physically taxing sometimes. Um, because like time management is not always easy with practice and like I, I mean, COVID's a little bit different, but 
Like we had a whole practice time change. The whole time I've been at UCLA, we've practiced weights at 645 in the morning. Practice after that, we're done by 11. And now starting when I went back in January um, at the beginning, now I practice start at 2 p.m. So like it's just you kind of have to be ready for things to change too. Right. Um, But in terms of the difference between like a student athlete and a regular student, like we're not involved in like the um, soror- the soror- yeah any of the sorority fraternity life like that's like kind of a whole other world. Not that like we don't have fun, but it seems to be more with other like athletic teams right. and stuff and like that. And that's a whole different the way. And I can say this because as a student manager at Long Beach, not only was I with my team, but I was also in a fraternity. Fraternity is only like maybe at UCLA or Greek system, probably 15% of the uh, admissions or of the enrollment and the student athletes, a whole nother community, mm-hmm. right? So, and you touch on that because people that are listening that most of them are not going to be student athletes are like, okay, I'm going to go to UCLA. Like, how's the party scene? How's the Greek life? Like do you, as student athletes, do you have time? Cause I remember we would actually go and we would, some of the players, we would be at certain fraternities or sororities. Do you, in your three, two, three years, do you have friends that are in that or have you been to those parties? How is it? Um, I, my freshman year, I didn't travel with my team for mm-hmm. the first half of the season. So my fall of my freshman year, I stayed home and I had like three, four, five days off of volleyball a week. And so that was really my only experience of really being able to like party and whatever. Um, but I think especially as I've gotten older and I kind of have like found my friends and stuff, I am around that less. Right. But it definitely overlaps. Like I have quite a few friends that are in are playing a sport and that are also in a sorority or a fraternity. One of my teammates is in a sorority. Um, okay. So it's like it's, you can do it. It just is more rare for people to do both. But we definitely know people. It's right. just not as like it's not a super important everyday part of like what we do. Well, and and on my basketball team, it was funny because all the white guys were in the in the fraternities, and then <laughs> like my brothers were they're in like the the kappas or, or right right Jake. I mean I I, I don't know. And as let's get into this because this is the student manager. I love meeting other student managers because no one really appreciates it unless you were a student manager or. You work with them. So, Jake, oh, them. talk to me about your student manager at uh, um, UCLA. They're literally amazing. Like, I can't speak more highly enough about them. They, they're they pretty much on the team because they still come to practice. They got to do all the stuff. Obviously, they're not playing, but they're still doing all the things, like helping us out with defense. Uh, maybe they're running the scout team for whatever team we're playing and helping us uh, with their plays. So they're literally doing everything we do, plus more because they got to do laundry uh they help with film sometimes and stuff like that and then plus when people want to get up shots and they got to stay after so they're basically doing if not more with in terms of you know the logistics of the team plus they're still also a student like we are so they're doing all the other stuff of going to class so i really respect them and i'm so thankful for them every day for them for what they do now do you hear that so if you guys are out there, you, there, there's an alternative route, right? I always tell people, shit, be a student manager. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, Jake, I don't know, you might know this or not, but out of the six, did they come to UCLA saying, I want to be the student manager? 
Um, I think I know most of them played high school basketball and they're pretty good basketball players. Yeah. Um, so they, they, I think they wanted to come to UCLA and be a manager. And I think that's kind of how it works. I'm not sure the logistics of becoming a manager, but I still, I mean, I'm, I love all of them. Like I'm friends with all of them. I hang out with them sometimes too after practice and whatnot. So it's nice having that, you know, friendship with, you know, other people that are basically on your team too. Yeah. Yeah. Kels. We have a couple managers. None of them are with us right now because of COVID. So we have like a strict number on how many people can be in the gym. We only have one that's with us and that's the uh, data volley that does the film and the stats. And they sit there and just type the whole, there's a whole code for it. Right. Um, and then we have a couple other ones, but uh, a lot of them play on like the club team at UCLA. Um, so they, again, we're volleyball players, know the game w- uh, well enough, but they're not around for us right now, which is kind of a bummer. Cause like, like, like he said, they're like our friends. Like we like right. hanging out with them. So, but yeah, they definitely do so much for our team. Yeah. So you guys probably be friends with them forever. Like three of my teammates are, I still keep in touch with them mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, and we had that friendship. I remember maybe Jake, when you were a freshman, we always had a freshman. Uh, I always, when we're on road trips, I always had the freshmen help me because we had like three bags to yeah, carry, yeah. right? We had the mm. shoes, we had the the gear. I'm like, Jake, come on <laughs> off the bus. It was always that freshman. <laughs> yeah. So with us, it's uh, the managers do it and then they'll have uh, the walk-ons help. And then very rarely there's ever a need for more help. But if there is, they'll maybe like, I think I had to help one time because I was a freshman last year. But yeah, usually it's just the managers, the walk-ons help and stuff. But yours is probably different maybe. And our managers don't travel with us. That, 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 that's got to change. I know. We ha- Well, the one, uh, his name's Kevin. He did our vi- uh, dad volley stuff last year. So he would come and he would be in charge of the film box. But other than that, we have to, like we have groups that are like the equipment groups. So if it's your week and you're group four and we're traveling when group four right. is up, then the people in that group are responsible for the jersey bag the med kit all the different things that we have to bring ucla what's your major uh political science uh, did you go in being a poli sci major yeah jake what's your major uh i'm not declared yet but i'm trying to do communications great major yeah. mm-hmm. see we could be doing this yeah. be a natural i love this stuff this is this is what i love to do so as a student athlete obviously you guys are getting priority registration mm-hmm. okay one of the thing i always like to talk about in my podcast is the ratio like your classes how what's the biggest class you're in um number of people yeah uh right now it's covid so it's hard to tell but i'd say in like a huge lecture hall like four like 400 maybe it's basically like if you sell out like a movie theater. Okay. Like think of just like a movie theater. But like, smaller seats. But smaller less seats. Spread out. Less right. spread out. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, but as you, those are some of the bigger lecture halls, maybe like undeclared. But then have you guys gotten into classes where it's maybe the ratios smaller? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's probably like, I would say a little bigger than like a high school class, you would say? Yeah. Okay. I A lot of classes too. Um, at UCLA will have a big lecture, maybe one, 200 people in this big lecture, but you also have a discussion section, which is 
somewhere between like 15 and 30 people maybe with a teacher's aide or a teacher's assistant. So if there's like eight TAs for a class, then all of the 200 people get divided into a TA. And then you have a discussion section, which is a smaller ratio, which is basically used as kind of like a smaller class so that people can discuss things, learn more. I feel like that's where most of the real like understanding of stuff comes from. So I like the way that they do that. What's your, what's been your favorite class so far? That's so hard. Um, This is so random, but I had to do a foreign language because I didn't finish in high school. Because hmm. I didn't want to take Latin. You didn't have Yamas? I didn't. No, I took Latin. <laughs> okay. And I didn't want to take Latin 3. So um, I took Romanian this summer. And it's like extensive Romanian in six weeks. You learn a year's worth of the language in okay. six weeks. Wow. And my professor was so cute. She was like 75, could not work Zoom every day, could not figure it out. And it's like the whole class is me, three of my teammates, like four guys on the tennis team, a couple of football players. It's just like all athletes that need to do their foreign language requirement. And it was so much fun. And she was so sweet. And like, I'm, it was just, I, it's so random, but that was my favorite class I took. Jake, what's been your favorite class? So I'm really big into film and stuff. I love film. So either I took screenwriting in the winter last year, that was fun. And then my freshman year, I took a musicology class, which is music in film and how it's used. So those were, those were pretty fun. Murph would like that. I mean, is this a cool studio? No, I I love this studio. This is awesome. The guitars. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. It just sucks you don't have time for it. Yeah, that's my thing. Like the whole film at UCLA is kind of like having a sport so like i love to do film i would want to be like in the major but it takes like you have to i think i don't know the whole logistics but you need like a portfolio and all this other stuff and then it would take up the same amount of time basketball would so i obviously can't do both of those so this is one thing i always talk to students and especially student athletes about and obviously it's covid but during before a game there would always be you know like the donors and mm-hmm. have the pregame, right? And then after, I don't know, like maybe last year, Coach, I always say, hey, come upstairs. Was there a place like to socialize, to meet donors like before or after the game? Um, we didn't really do it game by game. Okay. But there was a point, I want to say before the season, where we had like this whole big dinner and we'd like come and hang out with them. Uh, they would talk about the team, like what's coming up for the season. Uh, it would just kind of be like a whole like hangout area, like have dinner and just... You know, talk. If there's one thing I could tell the two of you, okay, because obviously, Kelsey, you know, I'm in the networking, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that is the biggest thing. I'm telling you right now, if you have any opportunity, especially at UCLA, I mean, I was at Long Beach State and our coach always would say, all right, after the game, we're going to go up. And he's like, there's free food, right? So you're just thinking free food. <laughs> and all of us would be going up, just players would be in sweats or whatever. And then there's always one teammate who was in a suit. We're like, yo, T, Tyrone, what you doing looking good? And he's all, and he's like, look at him. He's all smoothing, talking, networking. Well, now he's a very successful attorney, okay, in Arizona. But I look back at that and I said, you know what? He was smart, you know? Like, I learned to network after. Mm -hmm. But I always tell student athlete now, whenever you have that opportunity, like, just network as much as you can, especially at UCLA. If you want to go into film, or there's so many successful, oh, basketball's not going to last so long. Yeah, right. We we also have... um, a, 
I'm trying to think of the title of his job. Like, he's like a student athlete. Some uh, I can't, don't know what he does. Okay. It, what the title is exactly, but uh, his name is Rick Coy, and he, oh, student athlete development. Oh, That's yeah. what it is. So he is in charge of. We do career fairs, and there's um, like the Wooden Academy yes. is like something that they do too. Um, resume building workshops. They do a whole bunch of stuff like that, and he's so awesome. And he's been a great resource for me, and just kind of figuring out what I want to do. Um, but I try to take advantage of those opportunities as much as I can. And they stress exactly what you said. Like networking is huge. And, and as student athletes, um, they tell us all the time too, that we're in a, at an advantage because people know that we can work on a team. People know that we can follow instructions and stuff like that. So I think using those things to our advantage too, especially when talking to people, that's something that they stress a lot. If you take advantage of the opportunities. Yeah. And as a hiring manager, uh, I used to always interview student athletes because I know they would have great time management mm -hmm. skills, right? And teamwork. Uh, and they're just hustles. They mm -hmm. hustle and they're hard workers. All right. So when's the last time that you either spoke or had any interaction with Martin Germain? I see him around. Um, when he first came to UCLA, he, the first thing he did was set up a Zoom call where any student athlete could join. So there was hundreds of student athletes on this call where he just wanted to introduce himself, get to know some people. Um, and pretty much since then, I've just been nothing but impressed with the way that he is running the athletic department. Um, I haven't met him personally, but I just, he has a big social media presence too, which I love. He's just very involved. I see him around all the time. Jake, have you met him? Yeah, I met him a couple of times. I even messaged him on Twitter when he finally uh, got the job. It was funny. I challenged him to a three-point contest or whatever, or free throws, one or the other. But yeah, he's come into practice a couple of times and watched. So it's just been, uh, I'll say what's up to him, have like a quick little conversation. But yeah, I'm super glad he's there. I mean, he's amazing. Great guy. Embodies the school perfectly. Embodies the athletic department, uh, athletic department perfectly too. So, I mean, he's just everything and everything you'd want in an AD. And Martin German obviously came from Boston College, athletic director. I'm gonna challenge the two of you, okay? Because this will go a long way in life. Mm -hmm. like he had a Zoom meeting, like you haven't, you, maybe you say hi to him. I guarantee there's not one student athlete, maybe a handful that actually go reach out to him. Like it won't hurt, maybe send him an email or say, hey, just wanted to say whatever, happy new year or um, thank you for everything you do. You will stand out. You will stand out from anyone. Like today, my I still have close relationships with like the Long Beach State Athletic Director or whoever's getting hired. I will always just, doesn't, you have nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just go introduce yourself. They're going to know who Jake Kyman is, Kelsey Campo, yeah. amongst all these student athletes at UCLA. Um, let's get into talking to, because obviously students are listening, parents are listening. We talk about UCLA. Uh, you're in the Pac-12, right? There's people that may not be able to get into UCLA. You obviously go on different road trips. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about other schools that impressed you, campus-wise, maybe facilities, uh, uh, or even Jake, I don't even think we got into this. Like, who else was number two or number three behind UCLA? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Number two was USC. Okay. They, I know, crazy because my mom, know, like, uh, it, it, nasty. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy, but 
No, That's your boy Max goes there. Yeah, I love Max. No, he goes there. I'm super happy for him. I'm proud of him. It's uh, It's been nice because, you know, we've been teammates. We've done everything together, mm-hmm. but, like, we're on our own paths. It's nice to see that, but we're still, like, super close. But, so, yeah, uh, USC was going to be my number one, honestly, if UCLA didn't um, offer me or whatever. So they were really talking to me hard. Uh, I love the facilities. I love the coaching staff. School is obviously great. Um, I know they have a good film. Uh, mm-hmm. What is it like film major or whatever? So yeah, I was kind of looking there honestly, and then you know the whole UCLA is UCLA. I even had to take that. Um, I don't think there's one Pac-12 campus that I don't like. I feel like they are all really beautiful schools i think the most impressive school i saw and this is so mainstream when i went to boulder i was like blown away and it was like it was fall it was like november you could see the mountains it was just beautiful whatever they called it yeah and i'd never been before and it was beautiful um and the campus was so pretty uh they're all so nice i love every you're still missing one go to what you're still missing a beautiful campus. All I, of them. I'm telling you, all of them. Washington, Oregon, they're all pretty. UW, I, I mean, I I've been on... Well, UW, I feel like I spent the less, the least amount of... Isn't the athletic stuff kind of separate lower from... Lower campus. Yeah. So UW is lower campus and and where the uh, Edmonds, where the Alaska uh, Arena, Edmondson Center is. Which is a volleyball super practice cool arena. Like right to the door. Like right, 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 right on the right, on, right on the door uh, uh, to, to one of the walkways. But UW is a beautiful campus. The and, whole and right. city is so pretty. Um, I just I feel like I saw I didn't see it as much, but also I feel like the fall is such a nice time to travel places too because it's like the leaves are falling. Beautiful. It all looks pretty except in January when it rains every single <laughs> it day in Washington. Or exactly. Wa- Who wants to go to Pullman? Pullman's a nasty area. You got to fly into like <laughs> well, Idaho and, the, and take that bus. And the airport's like as big as this room. Yeah. It's so small. <laughs> um, I honestly didn't mind it. Their facilities are really nice at Washington State though. Um, I don't know how much there is to do in Pullman. It's all students. I think but, the town is like the yeah. average age in Pullman's like if you're listening is like 23, 24 years old. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you guys, we could talk about this because I've been on Tucson's campus, right? I mean, there's nothing out there in Tucson. Um, you know, ASU. Yeah. Uh, Jake's about to say something. No, I've been to I've been to a couple campuses just for recruiting. I've been to Oregon State, Oregon, um, Colorado. Uh, the other schools recruited me, but I didn't really visit there. But it was just nice to you know see. I mean, their facilities are very nice the the weather is pretty good in some places it's just different for us too because when we go to a school it's like you go to the arena you go to the practice gym and you go to the hotel you're not touring the classrooms and stuff so I think that's why if the athletic stuff is very separate from where the classes are it's hard to like see the whole thing but yeah well in Tucson the that little like strip of the town. You just town. walk and you yeah. see everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's crazy. I remember like going on road trips and then after you'd have shoot around, I'd walk in. I remember Syracuse was one of them. Austin was another one. Cause I'm like, I may never even get to go to this place again. Right. Yeah. Well, you want to know the coolest road trip I went on, which is so ironic. Yeah, that was going to be a question. Last year when we went to Nebraska and now my brother goes there 
And I was hyping it up beyond belief because I was like, Lincoln is so cool. Their facilities are awesome. Like all of this stuff. And I loved it there. Only game in town. Wasn't it sold out? Well, it was the opening day for or like the season opener for football at home. And then it was also season opener for volleyball. So it was like football game during the day, volleyball game at night, 12,000 people. It was the craziest thing that I've, it was so cool. Jake, and everyone got announced. It was awesome. What's been your most memorable favorite road trip or something that stands out? Um, I mean, playing at Washington was awesome for other reasons of hitting seven threes. But no, I really like Colorado and the Utah trip. Those are nice because you never really see the mountains a lot. And Colorado is obviously a beautiful school. As she said, and you guys have said, the, the mountains... Um, when we go, it's in the winter, so it's snowing. It was snowing last time. Uh, Utah, it's like almost the same. So yeah, those are two beautiful places to go. And then obviously every trip's fun with the team, with the boys. Uh, also, I feel like it goes without saying, but playing in the Stan Sheriff Center at University of Hawaii is also something that's like once in a lifetime. It's so cool because volleyball's so big there, and it's so fun to be in Hawaii too. So I feel like that's also... Yeah, Gotta I, have, be up at the top. I have bad memories in Hawaii. Just ask Coach <laughs> Seth Greenberg. I mean, we lost in the NIT there, and for some other reasons, I got sent home. But we won't mention that. <laughs> we always talk about that on the podcast. But wait, you also, I was going to bring this up, because you also played at the Fieldhouse in Madtown. I loved that, too. Don't you love that town? Yeah, and the Fieldhouse is so cool. I had seen it on TV and stuff. Oh, I loved it there. I loved it. And is how sick is Dana Redke? Oh, she's so good. I showed my They're wife. They're so yeah. good. She's like 6'5". But yeah, you guys have 6'7 six, 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 volleyball players Yeah, there's too. a girl on my team that's 6'7". <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Jake, I've always wanted to ask this question because I was following you at Santa Margarita, uh-huh. right, with the Nike extravaganza. And like my son, we'd actually go watch when you guys played, I think, Olu, and they had that, who, you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And that was the game, like you, you and Max, I'm like, damn, they could shoot the ball. Was Ryan Evans still at Santa Margarita? No. <laughs> wait, was he? No, he wasn't. He was not. And I don't think uh, the Davidsons were, I forget where they were. But anyways, three-point shooting, because that's your specialty. Yeah. You could just launch, you can fire away. I mean, you think you could beat Reggie Mill in a three-point contest? Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm just going to be honest, because he's Reggie Miller. <laughs> but I feel like I can hang with the best of them. JJ yeah. Redick? Yeah, I feel like I can, I can hang with him in the NBA. Uh, there's a couple of people in the NBA I know I could shoot better than. I know I can... Uh, hang with those guys. So yeah, I mean, that's really my area of expertise, but I'm also still trying to, you know, expand my game and be more than just a guy who comes in and shoots three pointers and then gets subbed out. Yeah. You know what? And let's talk about this. Cause you're going to, you're going to get this as you're going on your sophomore year. Last year, you had a, a great freshman season mm-hmm. and this year you may not be shooting that high percentage, mm-hmm. uh, which you want to be doing. And there's no one in the gym. So it's not yeah, <laughs> right yeah. in the arena. So what is it? What, what, um, what do you what do you think uh, is maybe the difference or, or how you're going to improve as the season goes on? Uh, I'm going to keep shooting, keep working. You know that's the that's the goal. I mean, no matter what, uh, being a shooter, you have to keep shooting. If you let the the mental aspect get to you of oh maybe I shouldn't shoot this because my percentages are bad, then that's when you know you've failed as a shooter. Because when you're when you're a shooter, you have to have a short memory. You can't think of what's happened. You have to, you know, keep shooting and let it, let it fly no matter what. And that's what I'm going to keep doing. 
And it's been nice because I've been able to kind of try and work on other aspects of my game that are important, uh, mainly defense, because that's I know that's been a weakness of me in the past. So I've been trying to make that something that I can be better at. And also being a better passer, um, doing more things on offense, rebounding as well than just being a standalone shooter. Well, and you brought up defense. I, I mean, you you have one of the best mentors, the teachers, Mick Cronin, coming from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Defensive-minded coach. He wasn't even UCLA's top choice as the head coach. Uh, so you're learning from the best. What is it like playing under Coach Cronin? Uh, it's been great. It's been amazing, actually. Uh, I've been I've loved every step of it. Super hard, you know. It gets on guys a lot, but I mean that's what I love. I want someone who's going to challenge me every day, bring out the best of me. Um, there's been times where it's been it's been kind of rough for me, and you know I've kind of had to grind my way out, and you know show that. I'm not who I am. I'm actually better. I'm a tough guy. I'm someone who is valuable to this team other than just standing there and shooting the ball. How's Coach Seeley? He's good. I mean, I like the guy. He's not quite as defensive-minded as Cronin is. Um, But I've had a lot of coaching change since my freshman year um, with the assistant coaches, at least, and my strength coach. Um, So... After my freshman season, um, Seeley brought Brad Keller from the men's team to our team to be the associate head coach, and he was incredible. He actually now has the head coaching job at USC uh, for women's volleyball, Um, so now we have another new assistant coach, Uh, but I love Seeley, and he is friends with Jake's parents because they all played volleyball around the same time. So that's kind of like opened a whole nother door of like conversations to have with him. So being a student athlete, obviously a lot of changes going on with the NCAA, um, one being the NIL, right? Name, image, and likeness. Maybe more so for you, Jake, or, mm-hmm. or Kelsey, maybe not so much on the volleyball world, but what's your, what's your take on NIL and the whole uh, new proposal that's... that's, that's um, I'm in love with it because... It's nice being able to be rewarded for who you are. Because I understand the NCAA not wanting to pay players. That makes complete sense because that creates a whole other issue with, oh, I'm not going to go here. I'm going to go here because they're paying me more. It becomes more of a contract reason rather than a school reason and someone who's trying to you know, get the best out of their situation. Right. Uh, it becomes a money ideal. But now... You can be able to still make money off of who you are without that whole um, scenario of paying players through the NCAA. So it's nice I could you know make a T-shirt and sell it and make money off of it because of the name I wear on my back. And, I'd buy it. Oh, I know a bunch of people would buy it. <laughs> I think uh, uh, it will relieve a lot of stress. I think there's a lot of gray area for student athletes in things that you can say, things you can't say, um, because you can't endorse anything. You can't um, like try to promote something using your name. Like there's a whole bunch of different like rules like that that um, I think it's better that will be that will be changed. What advice do you give to high school students that are thinking about? Being a student athlete, either preferred walk-on, Kelsey, because this is great because you have a different perspective than maybe Jake on a full scholarship. Because, Jake, we talked about this earlier. 
It's a full-time job. It's a full-time job, whether you're a walk-on or if you're on scholarship, even if you're a student manager, like it's a full-time job. Um, I think my best advice is you really have to love it and you have to know who you are. And if you don't, you're going to find out. Um, It's challenging. And I mean, there's been several occasions where I was this close to quitting. Like I just wasn't sure if I can do it, especially when you're not the superstar on the team. Um, You kind of just have to understand that you are valuable in other ways. And I think that's like the biggest thing for me. Um, But you really have to like be all in. Otherwise it's going to eat you alive. Jake. Yeah, I would agree with her. Um, It's definitely a full-time job. You're definitely putting, putting all your, all your chips down um, being a student athlete. But it comes with a lot of perks, and you know you got to realize what you're there for. Um, I love basketball; it's my passion; it's my everything. Um, and I'm gonna, you know, come come to come to practice every day, grinding and wanting to be the best player I can be. So, if someone truly wants to play this sport because they think it's popular and like or something, you got to really love what you're doing, or you're not gonna you're not gonna last long. I love how you talk about that love and passion. I mean, this is like why I'm doing this, right? I have a full-time job, but I love, I, I wanna help students in high school and I wanna help parents like get to either A, where you are, or to the place where they wanna be mm-hmm. because you make, and we'll get into this because there's two biggest decisions you make in your life. Do you know the first one? I don't know. I'm kind of teeing it up, Casey. Where Come you on. go to college? There's one, okay? Now I'm gonna really tee this one up. The second biggest decision in life is who you marry, who you marry, bingo. And you're now the third couple I've had on this episode. Man, I'm just good because we're just flowing right into it. That was it. such a good transition right was there. It? Was it a great teaser? <laughs> like, let's talk about, because people are like, well, why do you have Kelsey volleyball and Jake? Oh, that's cool. You just be like, well, there's Trinity League student athletes are from Orange yeah. County. How did we meet? Um, okay, so the summer of his freshman year, my sophomore year. Uh, one of my, the f- freshmen on my team, uh, she texted me and was like, hey, we're gonna go hang out with the freshman basketball players, do you wanna come? And so I was like, oh, okay. So me and my roommate at the time, Mac, we go and we end up staying in their dorm till three in the morning. It's Jake and Jaime, cause they are roommates. So me, Anna, Mac, Jake and Jaime are hanging out, just talking until three in the morning. Um, and at first we were just kind of all friends. And then, then it kind of started to ha- and then it was like super low key at first cause uh, we weren't sure if it was gonna work out and we didn't want to mess up the friend group. And then, a month or two went by and now we're here a year and a half later. <laughs> and you know, it's funny cause I think I saw in one of your, first Jake, is, is that the, did she give the G rated version? Was she accurate? No, yeah, she was accurate. Uh, we knew of each other. We knew of each other in high school cause one of my good friends in high school is Devin Chang, who's, she's That's also right. great friends Baller. with. Baller. Baller is right. So yeah, so we were, I was friends with her. So they, we, I just knew of Kelsey but we never really had the chance to hang out or, you know, meet. And then obviously the opportunity came around in college and now we're here. Things happen for a reason, Mm -hmm. right? And I think this summer, 
and I saw one of the social medias and you might want to explain because I was going to ask you like did you guys get ink or the tattoo like is it have something to do with each other or no it's not with each other but no we definitely support each other in that and like want to help each other so I got the main one I have I got um in after I graduated high school and then I got two more during quarantine and then you can tell about yours. Well, I was, so when he got his third one, I went with him and I was going to get one. Okay. But like literally the night before, and I'd finally convinced myself I was going to do it. Night before my mom's like, Hey, grandpa and Kara just called me. You want to go to Tahoe in two days? So I'm like, shoot, like now I can't go in the water, can't go in the sun. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do it now. So then, and that was back in like July. Yeah. So then I chicken out all this time and it was like a random like Saturday night. Okay. And I was like, you know what? Like, let's just do it. And it's like 9.30 p.m. I'm like, if someone answers and they're open, I'll do it right now. And so he's like calling every place he can <laughs> find. He's like, we got to do it. We got to no. do it. Yeah. And so then... We call a place, they're open. He's like, all right, we're going, get in the car. So we, we go, and as we're driving, there's like a car on the side of the freeway that's like on fire. I'm like, that's a bad sign. Like, maybe we should turn around. He's like, no, we're going. And I'm like, oh my God. But no, it, they're not together, but I finally did it. So your parents obviously, uh, college student athletes, they married. Mm -hmm. I know Jerry was a baller at Fresno State. Uh, I, I wanted to talk to parents and is there any advice you give to parents going through the whole process, right? Especially being a student athlete because you have those helicopter parents that think mm -hmm. their kid's like the greatest and we've had those parents, our kids on this show, yeah. right? And my advice is like back off. Like The kids always say, hey, what's, what's the one thing that you would give uh, advice to parents? So what's the advice you would give the parents that are listening? Uh, I would tell parents to, you know, invest in your kid to help them want to reach their dreams, but don't force it upon them to where it becomes your dream. So I know a lot of, of kids that say, oh, I want to play, say, um, I want to play, they'll just use, I want to play basketball at UCLA. So then the kid, you mean you have to put in a lot of extra work and stuff. So then the, the parents sometimes would be maybe forcing their kid be like, oh, you have to go to this workout. I mean, if that's truly their dream, then you got to help them do that. And that's what you need to do is support them and help them get there. But you can't make it your dream as a parent to want your, you can't live through your kid is what I'm trying to say. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jake. Cause that's the, the message we, we hear with a lot of students, uh, not only student athletes, but students like just everything's going to work out, mm -hmm. right? I think that we're both at an advantage having parents that played uh, college athletics also. Um, they get it. So they get it. So they're, I mean, so supportive in whatever, in letting it be our decision or my decision. It was never like, oh, my parents like pressured me to pick UCLA. Like they were going to support me no matter what I decided. If at one point I wanted to transfer, if I wanted to quit, like they've always been supportive of like my decision and understanding like it is my life so i think that like he said it perfectly it's um don't let it be your dream let it be your kid's dream when you were applying to ucla did you guys still have i'm assuming you had to still write the essay no <laughs> 
Dang it. <laughs> I see, did not. See the benefits of being a student athlete? Yeah. Because you get a lot of leeway with school. Uh, so you, well, you, the getting in process. Once you get there, no, you have no yeah. leeway. I, I agree with you 100%. Or even if you're smart, you know, Julia at Wisconsin, she's like, Daddy, like Wisconsin's hard. Yeah. Like it's hard. I think they put work hard, hard, play hard. And I'm sure yeah. UCLA they work hard, play hard too. So you didn't have to do the. Okay, so I guess I can't ask that question of, like you know, what advice or recommendation you'd give on the essay, um, because that's what one, one aspect that students need help in because it's not about the winning shot or the winning goal or that winning save, uh, you know, because that's what every college admission counselor reads mm -hmm. right it's how do you separate yourself yeah um i want to have fun with this we're gonna do kind of like rapid fire i always like to say you know it's gonna be different uh because we got two of you but let's talk about do you want us to both answer oh yeah yeah okay. i'm answering these for sure <laughs> okay so uh let's say favorite restaurant in westwood um Fire. Go I, I'm sorry. There's like a lot of good places to eat. Mine's Kava. Okay, there's there, there, there's a I love Kava. <laughs> now Jake's trying to think. Like okay, shit. so if we're saying like fast food or something, I'd probably go. Um, what is it? Fat Sal's. That's like immediate. Oh my god! Just like, I know Fat Sal's. Like okay. Um, kill yourself with food type food. But if I'm like having trying to have a nice dinner, Skylight Gardens is really good. I went there on my recruiting trip, and then I went there for my birthday dinner. Last, last year? Yeah. Well, it's funny because I was going to say when Michelle, and it's different because you're right up the road. When Michelle or Cooley, if I pronounce his name oh, right, yeah. are in are in town, where are they taking you to dinner or where's Mike and Jerry taking you to dinner? Um. Okay, so my, UCLA is halfway between my house in Costa Mesa and the ranch. So when my, my dad would drive down, my mom would drive up and we would meet. But my dad's favorite place to go when he's home is Wahoo's. And so there was a Wahoos on Wilshire. And so that's where we would go every single time that they would come. Late night munchies. There's no game. Or maybe there was a game. You're like, shit, I am hungry. Where are we going? Uh, fat Sal's or Jack in the Box. <laughs> Kelsey's looking fat Sal's, Jack um, in the Box. Probably in and out that's funny there's just a long line, <laughs> line sometimes yeah the line is long every period of the day like well, you're made the drive-through drive i mean but it's what would you say like 40 30 minute 45 minute wait every, yeah, every day. literally every point of the day you wake up in the morning maybe hungover if there's no sports going on where are we getting breakfast headlines that's all i have to say headlines <laughs> oh i agree headlines it's so good all right for those that are listening, you can shut your ears on this. If we're going to a bar, we're going out, just I'm, having a I'm good time. I'm 21, I'll answer the question. Where's, where's, <laughs> where do you want to go hang out? Um, It's so weird, it's been so long. Okay. Um, oh yeah, I forgot, we're in California. <laughs> it's not Newport Beach. <laughs> but um, Rocco's Tavern, I would say, or Barney's. Those are like the two closest in UCLA. And from what you've heard, maybe maybe not student athletes. Where's like the place? If someone's listening, like I'm not being a student athlete. Wh what bar? Where, where where are they trying to get into? Rocco's, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I'd say Rocco's. Rocco's is like the main, like bar slash tavern of the uh, Westwood. Best ramen in Westwood. Ramen? I don't know. What's the? I can't think of what it's called. 
there's a noodle place right in Westwood. Yeah, but which one is it? What it's called? Isn't it the Noodle House? I, yes, that's the Noodle yeah, House. I love yep, that place. That's what it is. So good. All right. What about best pe- favorite pizza place? What's that one on the one at Mac? Oh, uh, La Monica's. Oh my gosh, that's so good. good. Yes, hundred percent. See, you think I, I've I've been up to like Wilshire and uh, I forget some of the street names, but Gailey yeah, and it's, it's on Gailey. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, on campus, where's your favorite place to eat? Oh, uh, Wolfgang Puck in the uh, the student um, cafeteria place. The student the, union. The student union, yeah. They had some good Alfredo. Every every like <laughs> what was it like? Maybe twice. In this last year in the summer, um, we would be in the, in between class and practice, and we would meet like twice a week and just get lunch there. It was nice. So, Jake, what are the chances that we can get Braden? Is that your brother? Mm-hmm. To to moderate you because you know I help Gary all the time. <laughs> like, what are the chances? Be honest. Uh, I'm gonna say they are slim, but Dang I'm not gonna not throw it out the door. Okay. It's slim, but it's not zero. He's repeating eighth grade with... Oh, Gary loves that, too. With, but with all the boys on the big red team. Blake Davidson, Owen. Owen uh, there's a few that are all doing okay. school together. That They're all going to modern day, and he's going to SM. So technically, he should be a freshman right now? Because he's in eighth grade, right? Yeah. Yeah, but... So they're just putting him back in his age group. Cause yeah, because he, he was old. He was... Um, he would be young if he was in. Okay. Oh yeah, he was young. Okay. Yeah. So he's class of twenty five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. He doesn't want to play for the modern or Santa Margarita coach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Favorite memory at Modern Day. Um. Besides having me call you eight clap every time you went in to serve. That's true. <laughs> um, I think probably winning CIF. My senior year, probably, or my sophomore year. I don't know. Uh, my favorite, but my favorite volleyball memory at Modern Day is still beating Tory Pines at Tory Pines my senior year. That's that was in five. In five, and yeah. we were down big in the fifth, and Mia went on a serving run to get us back in. And I remember being on the court like, oh my god, my volleyball, like my high school volleyball career is over right now. Like. And Mia was like, no, we're not losing. This is not it. She's like, this is not the last game I'm playing with you. And I'm like, okay, Mia, let's do it. So if you were around, your favorite volleyball memory, because this is the favorite volleyball memory of Dan, the whole coaching staff, and every parent and every kid, was when we went to Louisville last year, down 0-2 to oh, Sumption. Oh, yes. I, it was, I think my mom was like texting me, or you were texting my mom or something with like the updates. Yeah, we were down 0-2. I'm thinking, I'm saying we're here. This was assumption, right? This was assumption. They won. Jake, you'd appreciate this Mm because this is like a John Wooden, like winning streak. They had, I think it was 71 straight games. They had not lost. In like three years or something. Okay. This, this coach is a a legend, Ron Cordes out there. Mm -hmm. And we were down 0-2. I'm like, let's just win one game. We didn't come here to lay up. And then we win the first game. Then we win the second. We're like, shit, at least, you know what? We, we made it respectable. Yeah. If it goes five, we got a chance. And they pulled it out. And that was just one of the best memories. Mm-hmm. Dan goes, I'm so glad 
yours truly organized that trip because he goes, it beats going to Hawaii and playing yeah. the same flipping teams. Yeah, you go to Hawaii to play Redondo, who you're yeah. going to play two weeks from yeah, now. Or Marymount. Pre- yeah, Yeah. Okay, so let's switch over. Eagles, what's your favorite memory at Santa Margarita? So it would have to be my senior year, CIF championship, hitting the buzzer beater to go to OT. Easily. That, was that Chino Modern Hills or was that the no, one? Bef- I never beat Modern Day, but... <laughs> Say, listen, that, listen, wait, listen. say that again, Jake. We got snubbed out of two wins. That's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. I vividly remember. I think that's part of why Brayden wants to go to Santa Margarita because he wants to beat Modern Day because yeah. Jake never could. Brayden <laughs> needs to meet Mr. Fong. <laughs> lay, the, uh, lay the recruiting on him. We, we, we have different options. We have different plans at Modern Day. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him over. So obviously, as we wrap up, and you know that one of the big goals for the student manager uh, this year is to get on a bigger platform to help you know high school students and parents. So one of the platforms I've been trying to get on, obviously, is Barstool Sports, right? Mm-hmm. Every college has Barstool Sports. Mm-hmm. The, the CEO, Eric Nardini, uh, and then David Portnoy, the Pizza Reviews. Good boy. And, 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 and I'm having, I'm having every guest on this show like, cause my marketing, it all comes back to sales, Jake, and mm-hmm. that communication and networking, yep. try to send them my video clips or my podcast. I have a pitch podcast that Murph did. It's called the pitch podcast for Barcelona sports. Uh, but we want to say something to Dave. We want to say something to Erica about the student manager. Cause I think we could be the number one college search and admission podcast uh out there to help students I and agree. parents some completely different it's not like i'm a school pitching my school i yeah. have people like you talking about why i should go to ucla or the differences mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what do we have to say to dave and erica <laughs> <laughs> uh dave uh you should um you know put this uh podcast on because i believe you could really reach a high number of people and it'll it's very important because it's very educational for people who want to um, achieve their dreams of schools and colleges and sports as well. I think, like you said, choosing a college is one of the biggest decisions like you're going to make in your life. And a lot of people go into that decision completely, not completely uninformed, but not as informed as they should be. And I think that this is such a unique um, like insight into so many different like aspects because every kid is different. So we may not help somebody that doesn't play sports, but there's plenty of people that want to go to college and play sports. Mm-hmm. And so from two different perspectives of student athletes and anyone really that's on like somebody, they're going to be able to relate to someone. So I think that that's why. If you had to do it all over again, is there one thing that you would change differently from high school to UCLA? Um, I think if you asked me this question a couple months ago, I would say yes. Um, but no. A couple months ago, I'm going to dig deeper. What would it have been? Um, look harder at the what you want out of your like volleyball experience. Um, I think I really know what I want to do now. And so if I don't play another point of my volleyball career, I'm okay with that because I just have a different focus now. Um, I want to be a coach. 
and I know that for sure. So I show up every single day with the intention of how can I be a better coach today? Um, and I don't think that I really felt the benefit of like how much work I put into myself until the last couple of weeks, honestly. Um, so no, I don't think I would change anything. I love that. Coach Odell, you're hearing that? He knows, he knows. (laughs) Jake, what would it be for you? Um, I don't know if I would change anything, but if I could tell my past self, I would say it's going to get hard. Things, it's going to be tough. But, you know, you you have what it takes. Um, You know, I've never, I've never really gone through true adversity all from like my senior year till I was a little kid. I kind of, I wouldn't say I've had everything handed to me because it wasn't handed to me. I worked hard for everything I had, but I never really truly went through like real adversity. Like I was, it was like, oh, like here's a problem. Like I'll just work a little harder. And then it came to me. Like I've really had to, you know, put forth everything I had into whatever I needed to be done. And you know what they say, Jake, adversity doesn't build character. It reveals character, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I mean, you guys go to a phenomenal school. I'm so glad that you guys were able to make this happen because UCLA is a school everyone wants to get into. Um, I'm going to leave with this because I'm going to put you on the spot. We might know this. We might not know this. First, because of, well, we'll get right into it. Do you know the number of UCLA alumni network? When you graduate, you're going to be part of this number. And this is huge. Mm -hmm. How many UCLA alumni are out there? I don't know. I'm not sure. I feel like I've been told this stat too. Over 500,000. That's one of the largest university college networks Mm -hmm. around. Okay. And you're going to be part of this. The UCLA graduation rate. Do you know? Mm Mm-mm. 97%. 97%. Okay. So last but not least, because eventually you guys are going to get jobs here, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe go into the NBA, be a three-point specialist. <laughs> do you know my college, Jake, do you know my college roommate? He's an NBA ref now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Cutler. That's, cool. That's awesome. 31. He's the tallest black dude out there refing. Everyone <laughs> goes, dude, your boy's out there. Your boy's out there. <laughs> so, and you know my former college coach, Seth Greenberg? Mm-hmm. All right, I gotta oh, see what yeah. his I gotta see what his take on you is. Okay. All right, okay. I'll find out. But um, do we know the chancellor president at UCLA? Gene Block. Gene Block. Thank you, Murph. We're like we nailed. We're not it. uncultured. We know some stuff. Right. <laughs> Every well, and I say this because when you graduate, right, yeah. and if you're interviewing for a job, this is just helping people. It's like, do you know the CEO of your company? Right. Who am I interviewing for? Preparation. What one thing people don't know? They're listening to this. Student athletes. We recorded this podcast at the bottom of the hour. Kelsey and Jake were here 15 minutes before, and that put a smile on my face because you saw me in the car. I'm like, shit, they're here. I got to get my shit ready. But early's on time. On time is late. Don't be late, right? If you're late, I, you're out. Yes, and I love that. And I tell, I, I, it's the real world. So you guys are learning at a great age. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to thank our executive producer, Murph Cargus in the house from Sugar Ray in this lovely studio. Yeah. And I forget, I always got to pump up my corporate sponsor. I was just there yesterday. Take her on a date. Tupelo, 29th Street, Newport Beach. Ask for Amy. 
All right, Amy, it's a Southern Southern food. You can still go inside. She's been in business helping throughout this whole COVID. She's their, I always say, corporate sponsor. And with that said, Fonger News, out.